and by the way, like this is, what I'm about to say is well in my rear view, is when I I started to make decisions about, look, this isn't going to go anymore, Um, really almost more than a year ago before I'd even decided to close down the tap room, I had several sleepless nights where it was really about ego. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to a brand new edition of the Unscripted Podcast, the first one of 2020. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the baby new year of branded backpacks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the hell are you? You know what? I'm doing really well. Excited to be back in the office. I think it's one of those that, you know, I everybody looks forward to that time off. But for me, getting back in the office, getting back after it, I get very excited about it. So I am excited. How about you, bud? Yeah, I'm, ready to be, I'm happy to be back at it. Um, took a little bit of time off, not a whole bunch of time, but took a little bit of time off, and, and I end up uh, doing a lot more projects around the house <laughs> than I want to do, like replacing all of our fire alarms, which were, you know, too old, and they're all beeping at all hours <laughs> of the day and night. So I'm very glad to be back. But you know what else I'm glad about, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I'm excited about our primary sponsor today, which is our good friends right here at Promo Corner, if you didn't Woo-hoo. know. That's right. Happy New Year to everybody. And we're celebrating our 21st birthday here in 2020. That's so and cool. And so we're doing that. You know how we're celebrating, Kirby? We are How's launching that? the most cost-effective and easy way to market your business in the future, today wow. and in the future, yeah. So all it's called a Promo Plus, and it's got a variety of components, email marketing, help you with generate leads, all sorts of things for the low, low, low price of $39 a month subscription service. So if you wow. want to learn more about it, and I'm hoping you do, we'd love to have you join us at our booth at PPAI Expo. It's booth number 5811. Wow. You're going to be there. Of course I'm going to be there. We're going to be there. I think we're going to record Unscripted sometime on Tuesday. We'll figure that out and announce that next week. Um, But if you come by, you're not only going to see the key Promo Plus benefits that's going to propel your business to new heights, but you're also going to receive an exclusive invitation to our daily birthday bash to toast our 21st birthday. And we're going to be serving beer at our birthday booth we're gonna have a full bar at our booth you know i'm down with that man Uh, we are all down with that (laughs) so if you want to learn more you want to sign up you want to reserve your spot today for a quick 10 minute demonstration of how p i'm sorry how promo plus can really help you with your marketing as a distributor in 2020 go ahead to signupgenius.com slash go slash pc it's very easy. Fill out the form. Come on by. Get your ticket for uh, to come back and join us at the booth at uh, later in the day, and uh, we'll celebrate a wonderful, wonderful milestone together. That sounds awesome, buddy. All right, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at a cotton level today? <laughs> cotton. Okay, sure. Let's go. Let's go for that. Well, why don't I'm going to go ahead and start off? If okay. That's okay. Yeah. Sure. What uh, I, I you know you put it out there very very openly which is really awesome i always love when you do that you are launching a book and if i remember correctly mm-hmm. it's launching today uh it is launching january 6th 
as I said, if I remember right, <laughs> it's launching Monday, January the sixth. Yeah, January the sixth. I'm excited about it. We've uh, it's one of those things, and you know how it goes. Is like you work on a project like this, and then you think, hey, it's done, and then you realize, oh, now's when the work actually begins. So yeah, it's uh, the book's called The Give First Economy. Uh, something that you and I have talked a lot about on this show, just the concept of it. Um, and yeah, it's based on several presentations that I've done over the last few years. It's um, in the interest of kind of being consistent with it. I'm actually on the sixth. The ebook version of it is going to be free. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so for that, just for five days, I'm um, doing a Kindle promotion there. So everyone can do me a favor by just getting a free book. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's I'm really excited about it, excited about the concept. And uh, yeah, it's, it's something that kind of, it's all I've been thinking about for the last couple of weeks, it seems like. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's exciting saying that you've put the the heart and soul into that, and then obviously practicing what you preach yeah. by making that ebook available. But I did want to mention that because it's been out there, and it's one of those things that we always say it's toned. We're tone deaf. We don't talk about something. It's one yeah. of those things I felt we would be tone deaf about. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's one of those things where obviously uh, the folks who listen to this podcast um, have been immense supporters of you and me. And um, this is one my, – my thought about this is obviously, you know, in a perfect world, people – everyone that we know would run out and buy the book. But I wanted to kind of get it out there and not allow – price or cost or any of that to get in the way of kind of promoting the idea. And so I know you and I actually had some conversations offline about whether or not that was a, you know, we should do that or not. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's honestly, it's something I struggle with, right? Yeah. Because you don't want to devalue your work. Um, but on the other hand, it's like, I want to be consistent with the message. So it, it, I don't know if it's the right thing to be honest with you, but I, I hope so. Well, I, I, it, right or wrong, it's our podcast. So we do what the hell we want. <laughs> All That's right, Kirby, right. Let me. I want to double hit you here. So, okay. uh, you you're big into goal setting. I think most people who listen to this fine fine broadcast know that. Yeah. And and I know you've set goals for 2020. What what I, I want to ask you about. Yeah. And you don't have to get. You can get as specific or as non-specific as you'd like. Okay. Yeah. You mentioned late in the year that you had not hit almost yeah. any of your 2019 goals. Yeah. Yeah. And so I have a, actually just a very direct question to ask you. Yeah. What habits are you going to change in 2020 to make sure that doesn't happen again? Oh, man, that's great. Uh, so, yeah. So just to, to rehash it a little bit, I, I set really big, audacious goals and, quite frankly, too many of them. Like I literally had a page full of goals and some of them had to do with, you know, the sales of the company, some have finance. Like, and, and like literally, so, like for example, mm-hmm. one of my goals was to meditate every single day. Like that's for me, that's very hard. Um, and so did I meditate a lot? Yes, much more than I had in previous years, but I didn't do it every, every day. And so by the letter of the law, and you and I have talked about this in the past, that's not succeeding, right? right. Um, so what I am doing this year um, is I am kind of reverting to something I've done in the past where uh, there's a great book called The 12-Week Year. Mm-hmm. And it's basically um, about instead of creating year-long goals, it's about tw- – creating 12-week goals and creating it like a 12-week year. Um, and so for me, I think I am, I've am i got a little bit of ADD, and it, it helps make those goals more finite for me. And so right. I've written them. They're up on my wall right now. Um, and, yeah, part of it is 
I, I always try to balance it, and I'm curious to know what you think about this, but I balance, like, you know me, and I like to swing for the fences. Sure. On the other hand, I want to at least achieve one of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so I'm trying to find that balance of, hey, you know, this is a goal that I can achieve. Um, yeah. And so that's that's so, what I'm doing right now. I've got some fitness. I've got finance, family, faith, right. and fun. So. Well, so I've, I double-dip my goals. And yep. what I mean by that is, is, I'm let's say I have a revenue goal. I have two revenue goals. I have one that are you know I, is is realistic. It's a smart goal. Okay. And then I have a reach for the sky goal. Okay. And I to like me, that. in my mind, the way my brain works, those two can absolutely coexist. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think and so. And so that's how I tend to do it. Um, yeah. And I'm not look. I'm not as big of a. I am goal setting. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have it plastered all over a wall. I don't have a dream board or anything like that. But I do write down, you know short, medium, long-range goals for the year. Yeah. So I have revenue goals by month. I have revenue goals by quarter. I have profit goals by month, by quarter. And mm-hmm. then same thing for the year. And then have things that are a little more difficult to measure, mm-hmm. you know, um, making sure that, you know, the culture here is the way we all want it to be, things like that. So, yeah. But I, I double-dip the goals. No, and I think I like that a lot. And you and I have talked a little bit, but that's one of the reasons I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of SMART goals. I, I yeah. get them. But there, I think there are some where you just go, you know, I always say that one of the, my goals is to be a better husband and father. And I mean, right. it's like very difficult to measure that. But I still think having it like and sort of like you said, with culture of the company, it's like, you know, it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that allowing yourself to um, set goals that matter to you, whether they fit a specific formula is yeah. what's really – because I think that's one of the things. People get in the way of it. They think they're doing it wrong. It's about being self-aware. If you're right. creating any goals, you're not doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Kirby, you got a topic for us? Yeah. So we, we've talked a little bit about what we do. And every year, the last week or two of the year, I struggle. Um, it, it mainly because I am not a person who can do a staycation. Right, like I, like people talk about that all the time. They're just going to take days off, and they're just going to be around their house. They're going to do projects around the house. I don't enjoy that. Um, and I, for me, vacation means I have to get out of my zip code. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you took some time off. I took some time off, and I just wanted to talk about how it went. Like, did, did were you able to unplug at all? Did you completely fail? Did you like for me? We took uh, my girls to Columbus and we went mm-hmm. shopping and did some activities. And during that, I had a blast. Yeah. Right? There was an agenda, there was a purpose, um, and I did well. Yesterday, as we're recording this, was New Year's Day. I had no agenda. I worked out like two times just because I needed something to do that mm-hmm. wasn't sit around, uh, you know, and watch TV and Netflix and drink beer. You know what yeah. I mean? So I really no, I struggle understand. to just be around the house. How, how did yeah. you do? Um, I didn't take a hell of a lot of time off. Uh, I needed uh, let everybody take some time off, and then I worked uh, the day after Christmas and, and the day after that. Mm-hmm. I did take off the 30th and 31st um, where we were open. And I got sucked into a couple little things work-wise, no big deal. I, I actually like um, the staycation. I hate that phrase, by the way. <laughs> I'm so tired of people just wedging you words should, together. You should do a vlog about a staycation. Well, I don't <laughs> mind it, but I do want stuff to do. 
you know, I, I do want things to do. So I like a mix of things. I don't necessarily have to leave my zip code to feel like I'm relaxing. Okay. You know, to me, relaxing uh, is defined as doing the things I want to do um, and having no one to answer to. Mm. So that that's very much it for me. So if that means going on a cruise or sitting on a beach, then that's what it means. If it means getting some projects done around the house that, that have been maybe uh, languishing, uh, or if it means just cooking things I haven't cooked before or doing the things that give me joy personally that are very selfish to me or reading or maybe writing, yeah. then that's what it is. So I like short little breaks, like, you know, quick four or five days here. I like hanging out at home because I don't get to hang out at home very much. Yeah, that's true. So that, that's how I do it. So I don't know how I did. I don't feel any less stressed than I did before <laughs> I took any vacation. So I guess I didn't do really that good. No, that's it, it. It is one of those things where I think um, I, that's something like one of the things when I see your like your Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. One of the things I admire is you do some things that I don't do. Cooking being one of them that mm-hmm. you take a great deal of pride in. You get excited about, and I don't do that. That actually was when I was brewing more beer. That was sort of my thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm not doing that right now. Right. Um, like every time you post something like that, I'm like, ah, I need to take up cooking. That would be a – I need to get something outside of, you know, writing and, and, and reading, which I do on a regular basis. But sometimes it's like I need a new hobby. Well, and that's one of the reasons, you know, for my 50th birthday I asked for a guitar. Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've been – you know, music is, is my biggest passion probably outside of work and family. Um, and to – but I've never played an instrument. I can sing. I can sing okay. Um, but I've never played an instrument. I've played a little piano as a kid, but that's it. Mm. And so, you know, to learn to do that is something that's very selfish for me, but I want to learn how to do something. You know, it's why, you know, I taught myself essentially how to cook and how to smoke meat and how to be a bartender. And I I just like that stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a big believer in lifelong learning. um, And that's both professionally, but also selfishly things I just want to do. No, that's so cool. I kind of like I kind of like when I do something like smoke ice cubes, which yes. everybody was put everybody into hypnosis on the internet. Um, but it does really add a really cool, subtle, smoky flavor to your drink. And people ask me, you know, how was it? What's it look like? And so that was fun. That was a good time. Well, that's it. I think for for me though, I'm doing a much better job with the idea of not complaining about the weather. Um, and, and the cold in particular, that's something we've talked about, but I don't have things that I do, like most of my hobbies per se have to do with doing something outside when it's warmer. Yeah. And so it's like, th- that's why I think the idea of whether it's cooking or I'm sure my wife would like me to take up cleaning. Um, I don't see that happening, but, uh, <laughs> just Never something, <laughs> something that would, uh, provide me some winter month pleasure. Well, and I think that's what it's about, right? That's yeah. so, so my time for me was well spent, and it sounds like yours was as well. You know where else you can spend some great time, Kirby? Where's that, Bill? That's by spending time on our <laughs> on the Tervis website. Because I tell you, ServicePromos.com, great, great website. And I love their classic line. I know you do, too. Yes, One absolutely. Of them, it's, a great, it's been around since 1946, and you guys all know what we're talking about here, that classic Tervis tumbler, that sleek style that makes it perfect for the active and on-the-go lifestyle. It's that original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps the cold drinks cold and reduces condensation. It's uh, it's available in many sizes. Wine glass, both stemmed and stemless, 10-ounce wavy, 16-ounce mug, 16-ounce and 24-ounce tumblers, 24-ounce water bottle, and Kirby's favorite, that sippy cup. 
Yes. Made from Triton plastic right here in the United States. Lifetime warranty. Dishwasher safe. You got it. Microwave safe. Of course. Are you kidding me? And it's BPA free. So if you want to learn more, why wouldn't you go to servicepromos.com? Yes. All right, Kirby, I've got a question for you. Okay. Um, I saw recently, and I know this is... This is a scab I'm picking a little. Okay. Um, you shut down the brewery finally. Yes. You, you finally yeah. shut down Hossaman Brewery. And I don't mean finally like, oh, my God, thank goodness you <laughs> did it. I just mean I know you know, you shut down the tap room about a year, year and a half ago. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly how long it was. Yep. And then you were private labeling some beer, still brewing beer. You still have the brewery. Mm-hmm. And you were doing that uh, for restaurants and things like that, private labeling. People wanted to hand out their own beer. What was the final decision to, if you don't mind me asking, to shut down the brewery? No, it's totally cool to to ask. Yeah, as you know, this was a passion project and um, a one where I learned a lot. Yep. Unfortunately, that's what people always say when things fail. Um, But um, essentially, it just became too difficult with the state. If I'm just being honest, and uh, I was wondering if that was the main factor because I knew you had you're physically moving it to a different location and that became a problem. Yeah, so they essentially the the state, you know, you had to change the address and all that sort of thing. And we applied for transfer nine months later. They came and did a surprise inspection of the old location and were yep. really angry to find out we weren't there, even though uh-huh. we had applied to transfer the address right. nine months earlier. Um, and then during this process, um, we. Uh, I got a call. It was funny. I hadn't heard from the state in three years, and I got a call on my cell phone, which apparently meant they had my cell phone. Mm-hmm. The day after a uh, deadline had been passed, we had put our uh, license into um, what's called safekeeping. They called to say, hey, you didn't renew uh, your license, so it is now no good. Yep. And uh, I said, well, you know, we went through this process of putting in safekeeping. He said, yeah, but we sent you paperwork to have mm-hmm. it renewed. Um, and I said, where did you send that? And they said, to the old address. <laughs> um, and I, I just I was like, okay, you win. Yeah. I, I will not send you any more money, state. Um, and so, um, and, and, you know, the reality was we had an uphill climb regardless. We have a small brew system and in selling in bars and restaurants locally. Right. Small system, small market. It was just a, it was a, I kept looking at it and trying to find uh, better and more reasonable ways to profitability. And after a while, A, I was struggling to find the path, and B, I was struggling to find the passion. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when when we were running the tap room all the time, you know, the, the candid truth is Hosman Marketing wasn't getting my full attention. And that's the the uh, mm-hmm. straw that stirs the drink. You know, yeah, that's no, the totally thing that, that, yeah, that's the thing that makes us money and allows us to, to, to pay for this, mm-hmm. what, you know, really became a very expensive hobby. Yeah, um, no, I understand that. And uh, so, yeah, it was despite, you know, it's it's funny. I, I'm excited to move on so that I can move to, you know, grow this organization, uh, move on to a new venture, whatever. Um, the good news is, is that we did start small on purpose. Yeah. So that if it, you know, to mitigate the risk, if it went sideways, we wouldn't be strapped with, hundreds of thousands of dollars sure. in debt. So we are not. Um, that's good. So despite the fact that that's a, a bummer, uh, disappointment, um, you know, th- it, it was time. And, yeah. you know, candidly, I, I was almost ready to just let it go, you mm-hmm. know, just like not say anything and let it sort of, uh, 
you know, blow into the history books, Mm -hmm. but um, I have some equipment that I'm looking to probably sell, which will allow us to just pay down the debt a little further. And so I was like, you know what? We built a a pretty nice audience on Facebook there. And so I'm like, I'm going to leverage that to um, help unload the equipment. And so that's why I finally decided to make the announcement. Yeah. Well, a couple things. Number one, I don't look at it as a failure because you still accomplished something. Mm. You still built, uh, even though it wasn't uh, a business that sustained as long as you wanted and and certainly didn't uh, generate the revenue and profits you wanted, you still did something. You Mm. did something that a lot of people only talk about doing. You started a brewery and you made good beer and... You know, maybe the market wasn't ready for it. Maybe a bunch of million other things. It really doesn't matter. Um, You did something. So, first of all, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself because, you know, we, we, you and I talk about embracing failure, and mm-hmm. I, I, I hate the word em, embracing. I, I just accept it. It just mm-hmm. happens. It's going to happen. Um, and you need, you know, the fact that you've done that is, is I think, a very inspiring thing. And the fact that you can be open about it. Yeah. Right, you and Heather Mangold this week talked about it on delivering marketing joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, embracing failure, and she was actually saying some very nice things about how I've embraced and accepted, and and you know, I cherish my failures because right. I learn from them. Yeah. You know, I try to teach my kids. You know, you either win or you learn. Yeah. And no, and I, I, for what it's worth, I very much appreciate that, and I think for what it's, I, I sort of agree with you. I, I don't sort of agree with you. I agree with you. In the moment, sometimes it's difficult to um, learn without emotion. No, um, I know. But I think I'm to the point where I'm good with it. I just have moments occasionally where I'm like, it just feels like somebody's pouring a little lemon juice in your paper cut. <laughs> uh, you, you, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and and maybe this is a good time as any. You know, we I'm going through this too, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. We've decided not to do promo MBA mm, uh, yeah. for the for the time being. It just uh, it's just too much work uh, for not enough resources, and the the revenue wasn't where we wanted it to be. Right, and it distracted just like you were saying. You know, the brewery distracted you from doing the things you needed to do for Osmond Marketing, Promo MBA was an enormous drain yeah. on our resources, and, and specifically me. Yeah. And and we can't have that, and we're just not, we're not there yet. Um, we're going to revisit it, uh, yeah. definitely. And so... Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's something we're just going to take a, take a little bit of a break on and, and pull back. So I understand what you're saying because trust me, when when I made the decision, it hurt. Yeah, it was sucked. Yeah, but I knew it was the right one. Yeah, and I you know, and, and here's why I knew it was the right one. And I don't know if you felt this way. The second I made the decision, I communicated it to Joel. I communicated it to you and everybody else. I felt like the weight of the world was off my shoulders. Mm, yeah. And that told me as, as much as it hurt and as much as it feels like a failure, even though it's not, it, it was the right move. So yeah. I think that I can commiserate with you. I can empathize with you on the Hossman marketing. Yeah. I mean, Hossman Brewery, sorry. Yeah, no, I, I I totally understand. I think for me with the, the brewery, and by the way, like this is – what I'm about to say is well in my rear view is when I, I started to make decisions about, look, this isn't going to go anymore. Um, really almost more than a year ago before I'd even decided to close down the tap room. I had several sleepless nights where it mm-hmm. was really about ego. No, it is. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that I was like, this is going to be a very public failure. And, um, 
that was the hardest part getting over. And honestly, once I was okay with that, yeah. you're exactly right. It's like, well, okay, well, the, the you know, the market, was it ball don't lie? Yeah. <laughs> ball don't lie. I well, mean, it, the, the, the market was not supporting it. And so, you know, where is it I'm going to throw my time and my resources? Well, once, and, I, once I got past the ego, I was good. And I think that's where I was, you know. And actually, I've been trying to figure out, okay, well, at some point, you know, we made a big splash about promo MBA. When do I announce that? we're going to take a break from it. And how do I do that? And yeah. I kept pushing it off and pushing it off. And and when I saw you announce that, I'm like, you know what? I need to rip that Band-Aid off because Expo's <laughs> coming up. And yeah. people are going to ask. Yeah. People are going to ask about it. Yeah. And and I still look at it as a very successful event. It's just from a time and resources perspective, right now is not the time for it. Yeah. No, and, and I, it was great. You did a great job on this. And again, um, that was one of those things where, for me, I just rolled in and, and did my presentation. But you and the team and everybody did a lot of work behind the scenes. You could totally tell because it was so well put together. But I totally understood. What, well, you know, you called me, and I think it was a fairly short conversation, right? Yep. Because I was just like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yep. <laughs> so, and, and I, I, I understand that those conversations – Especially the buildup of those conversations can be the hardest. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Well, like, it's one of the things. Like I said, it's a, I'm the public face of it, so it's my failure. So yeah. I get, I get what you're saying. So, well, kudos to you for making the right decision on the brewery, and Thanks, I know man. there's great, great things ahead. Do you have a quick one you want to go through? Yeah, I guess this will just super quick. We talked a little bit about goals, but one of the things that um, I decided that I'm like, I, in order to inspire me, I'm a person that. Um, uh, I need to be excited about something to get myself to action. So I know right. a lot of people like for for runners, for example, they'll be like, I need to put a race on the calendar in order to get myself to train, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I do okay with that, but I don't ramp up my miles until there's something going. So I am going to commit to putting a, a half marathon on my calendar okay. um, because that excites me, right? So I guess my question to you is, what are some projects that you are excited about in – 2020 do you have those yet is that something maybe it's just as i'm excited to go to vegas and see everybody i what um, are some things that get you going i'll be honest with you i don't and, and that's sad um mm. i should i don't i mean other than the guitar and trying yeah. to you know learn that um i don't uh, i'm about to you know move my blog from weekly to bi-weekly yeah. um again trying to do some time allocation there because you know it might take me Sometimes blogs take me 15 minutes to write, and then sometimes I feel like I'm fighting the damn thing for two and a half hours. Right. And it's just I need to, to prioritize my time better, and I think I need to recharge my batteries a little bit. So I'm actually about to write my annual New Year's kind of reflections where I look back on what the goals I set last year, did I achieve them, and then I talk about my goals for 2020. So I'll share some of that there. But um, I, I don't have a big project. I've had, I've had some projects in the past that um, I've started and they've languished. Mm. That's the second time I've used the word languish on this podcast <laughs> today, so I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I think, you know, there are some small ones, ones I'm not ready to reveal quite yet, right. um, not because I'm super protective about it because I just don't know how to articulate it, to be very candid. Yeah. Um, so there was, that was a short topic, Kirby. Very good. No. Well, and again, I think the idea that, and again, it comes back to you're not doing it wrong, that if – I'm excited about spending more time learning the guitar. That's that's totally cool. Yeah. So So I mean I've got some work ones too, but yeah, you know. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Cool, man. All right, Kirby, are you ready? I think you are. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and assume you are. You're ready. It's a time of the week where we talk about the promo person of the week. Whoop whoop. 
dedicated to highlight that one person in the industry that's grabbing our attention, making us take notice. Age doesn't matter. Affiliation, gender, doesn't matter. Does not it matter. It is my week to reveal the promo person of the week. Yes. And I thought long and hard about this, and I'm really trying to, because I think we've done a very good job of highlighting people that people already know. Okay. And I wanted to kind of highlight someone maybe people don't know so well. Okay. And maybe they do. I don't know. My promo person of the week is none other than Brandon Petrich. Nice. Okay. I'll that's tell a, you that's why. That's a good one. He uh, works here at Promo Corner. Um, he is our digital media director. And since he's been in that role the last year, he's been here two years. His role switched a year ago. I have seen him grow not only personally, but profe- or not only professionally, but personally as well. Mm. And to see him his eyes light up and talk about when he's talking about the video that he's producing, he does promo area day every week. He won a, a pyramid award uh, on behalf of promo corner, but you know, pyramid award for how promos made, you know, the guy really has thrown himself into the role and he's done it with such a vigor mm-hmm. that really I admire. And so when I think of someone who's really kind of at the age of, you know, 36, 37, kind of shifted his script where you know he was in sales he was in supplier sales for years and years yep distributor sales for a little bit to kind of change his career over and then do it with such gusto and then you know it it takes time Mm -hmm. to build that and but to see the work that he's produced i'd say in the last three or four months the culmination of the previous eight or nine months of him working hard making mistakes doing those things but finally getting to a point where he's really really quite good at producing the videos we need uh for me it was a no-brainer so a lot of people know brandon petrich just because he's he's fun and he's got a great online presence and he does promo every day he's a lot more than that and and i think it's time people recognize him for that no, I think that's a great one. And Brandon, you know, I've known Brandon for several years, and I, I love what you say about him going through a transformation. Um, what I always think about Brandon is he, he just his enthusiasm is contagious. Yes. And in regardless of what he's working on. And the other thing I know is, like, he will – because he knows – and I, I this is one of those things where, you know, I always said that, like, you never see, like, a one-star review from an author – like right. somebody who knows how much work goes into it tends to appreciate the work. One of the things I love about Brandon is he engages with other creators too. Like to not only say, hey, this looks great, but also, hey, have you thought about doing this? It's something I'm seeing other people do. And I always value that, you know, mm-hmm. because he's not only just putting content out there, but he's also trying to um, help you raise your game while he raises right. his. And so, yeah, I think that's a great one. And I can't wait to uh, give him some uh, high fives in Vegas. Excellent, excellent. All right, so Brandon Kirby will have your high five, so bring him <laughs> to the booth. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Kirby. Yes, so now it's time for the best ever, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so uh, this time, I, just based on the the uh, time of year, one that popped into my head was the best holiday gift ever. Now, I will say that I I started to say holiday gift, but then I was like, you know, hey, any gift, right? Anything that pops into your head as one of the most powerful gifts you've ever received. um, I'm going to go with best holiday gift ever. What say you, Mr. Petrie? Best holiday gift ever. I think it was um, a couple years ago. Like you said, you you get to a point in life where you have stuff. Yes. And you just accumulate stuff. 
And I'd say about four or five years ago, I was like, I don't want that anymore. Right. Even though my in-laws send me a set of whiskey stones every year for the past seven years, and I've never used whiskey stones. But that's beside <laughs> the point. I I think the, is when I, I said I really want to start learning how to do things. And for, uh, for Christmas, I got uh, a smoker. Nice. And I just threw myself into it and have learned how to you – know, each – if anybody smokes barbecue or meat like that, it's each each of these tools have their own personality, and you kind of have to learn it a little bit and, and how to – so there's a lot of love involved in making this food. Yeah. And the fact that, I, you know, that was, that was a great turning point because we started really focusing more on experiences than things. You know, right. if I want a pair of jeans, you know what I'll go do? I'll go buy a pair of jeans. Yeah. I, I won't go buy a smoker. I won't take the less. I won't, you know, read books and things like that to learn it. I need, excuse me. I need someone else to be the catalyst of that. Right. Um, and so I'd say, so I think that was a real turning point. So I'm going to say my smoker. Kirby, what about you? Yeah, I, it's funny. I, generally speaking, when I come up with this best ever, I have an answer. Right, well, I, that would I, be the idea. It makes it easy, right? Yeah, and I, I actually came up with this, and then I struggled to answer my own question. Uh, and this is going to – maybe it's hokey, maybe it's whatever. Uh, 27 years ago, uh, I actually asked my uh, wife now to marry me. Uh, she said yes. So okay. that may be cheesy, it may be hokey, but I think that sort of changed the trajectory of my life, and so I'm sure. excited about it. Um, and her birthday is on New Year's Eve, and so having just spent uh, – a, a new year, ringing it in with Amy. I'm excited that uh, she's a part of my life, and so that's probably my best one. That's a great one, Kirby. I think you just won. So. <laughs> All right. Victory is yours, Kirby. All right. Oh, thanks, well, man. a good podcast today. Really want to thank again our friends here from a corner, and that would be me. So I'm my own friend today. <laughs> um, we are celebrating our 21st birthday here in 2020, and we are inviting you to celebrate with us. We'd love you to come by the booth and learn about our new distributor program called Promo Plus. It's really a game changer to help you market your business. You can automate it, set it, and forget it. I will tell you, we've got some great clients, great testimonials, and we'd love to show you a demo of it in Vegas. So we'd love you to learn more. Come by, have the 10-minute demo, get your uh, your gift for a free beer on us that afternoon. Join us to toast our 21st birthday. And go, you can do that by going to signupgenius.com slash go slash PC. Reserve your spot today. We're at booth 5811 in Las Vegas. Kirby, as always, a pleasure podcasting with you. And here's to many more in 2020. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.